the Forest Creek Podcast. We're here on opening night of Avatar 2. The Way of Water. The Way of Water. It's the underwater level. You know, like when you're playing Mario and you go bloop, 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 and then you do that whole level where you're swimming. That was the whole movie. Almost. To be honest, I felt like I was watching the Discovery Channel most of the time. I leaned over to you and told you that in the theater. First off, just out of the gate, this movie was three hours long. Three freaking hours, dude. It took nearly ten years, maybe more, and hundreds of millions of dollars to produce. Mm. Much in the same fashion as the old one. A lot of it. Most of it. Almost all of it. CGI. Which was a big selling point ten years ago. Mm -hmm. Now all movies are mostly CGI. Which was... I think the strange thing about this one is that the actors were mostly animated. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, the first one, I guess there's more human characters, but it's like 80% um, animated, like CGI avatar people. Um, They do a really, and this is like kind of carrying over from the first film. I mean, what do you expect? It's James Cameron. Um, the CGI is incredible. Um, I mean, that's really what you're paying for. It better be. We'll, we'll, we'll go into, like, the writing. <laughs> it, it better in, in a be minute, but... a visually spectacular movie. Mm-hmm. And it was. My complaint visually in this movie is that all of the takes, every single cut, is, like, five seconds maximum. Yeah, no, I was actually, I thought, I, um, I thought of that really early on in the film. It's like they're... It's like you could take a beat here. Yeah, like it's... <sighs> you know, you could show me, you know, that opening scene, and this isn't spoiling anything, there's an opening scene where we're watching this Navi woman draw a bow, and she shoots an animal off in the distance. Show us the animal. Show us the point of impact. You know, that's how you judge a lot of good action, is you look for the point of impact. You watch John Wick, you can see the punch being thrown and then connecting and the guy taking the punch all in one shot. Oh, don't don't compare John Wick to this movie. I'm, I'm just giving an example. <laughs> this movie, guy shoots an arrow. We cut over to another guy who gets hit by the arrow yeah. and we don't even see the point of impact. This movie was poorly edited. I think... Um, I think to, can, to be fair, to be fair. Yeah. I think they do intend for children to watch this movie. Which is the exact amount of brain level that you need to understand it. There's like one swear word, and it's like, um, what's their what's their tribe name? I forgot. Do you remember? I could not tell you. But they have like their own kind of native language, right? Yeah. I think at one point one <laughs> of the the kid keeps saying sheet. <laughs> that was one thing. It's like it's like he says it actually a lot in the film. And you're like, is he saying shit? Like, the whole time I'm thinking, is this, like, is he supposed to be saying the shit word? Or, is, no, he keeps saying shit. Shit. It's like their own version of shit. <laughs> I don't remember the first movie. Oh, at least, like, I remember the general plot. It was the only movie that actually should have been called Avatar. It's paraplegic, gets sent to an alien planet to take his dead brother's place in a program where he gets turned into an alien. To assimilate with the indigenous people of the place called the Navi and the humans are there and the military's there because they're trying to set up a mining operation to literally get a I sheet you not it is a <laughs> a rare mineral called unobtainium unobtainium <laughs> hundreds of millions of dollars James 
unobtainium for all the you vi- couldn't make up a name <laughs> for all the spectacular visuals they're actually not very creative when it comes to writing they were not creative at all yeah it they- was like look visually spectacular you do you can have a very low iq level for this movie i'm gonna say that well like that's james cameron's not I don't think he's really ever been known for being like an amazing writer. I think he's always been more of kind of, he makes films that entertain, you know, he's, he's the blockbuster director. He's good at making these big blockbuster films, which make tons of money. Titanic, Avatar, Terminator. Yeah. Um, that's what, that's what he does. And so naturally his writing skills, um, they tend to be no greater than I guess the average Hollywood flick, but where he excels from most Hollywood directors is his ability to make unbelievable visuals. I would say he's he's a better Zack Zack Snyder if I if I could you know make a comparison because Zack Snyder again similar not the greatest writer but he's really good at visuals. I, I gotta give Zack a but, little bit more credit though <laughs> in the writing is that he's trying. Yeah, I mean this movie did not try. It didn't. It didn't. It's just. The aliens going, them whites came here and now they're going <laughs> to take our whales. And- I actually have a lot of questions uh, because none of them were answered. I thought they might be answered Yeah. Uh, towards the end of the film, but I realized halfway oh, they, through. They're going to do a trilogy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Halfway through the movie, I'm like, they're moving way too slow and they're taking way too much time with these smaller things. And then I'm like, oh, right. They're making a third one. Frick. It's not going to be resolved. The, All these the questions thing, I have are not going to be answered by the end of this movie. And sure it, enough, they weren't. It's shot by a National Geographic film crew. And they're just going around. It's like, this is how the Navi... It's planet, but instead it's, on, it's in Pandora. Yes. That's literally it. Yeah. It's just like, and this is how the Navi ride the whales. All this stuff. It's, that's it. The mm-hmm. whole movie. And it takes forever. And at no point am I surprised by the actions or plot lines of anything that happens. Mm-hmm. It's almost all entirely predictable boy meets fish boy meets girl girl meets tree it's all yeah like no, nothing surprised me the dialogue's really dry um i just you know there's a lot of like i think missed opportunities here like just because you're making a visual feast for the eyes doesn't mean that the dialogue or all these other aspects of a film need to somehow like just be really mediocre there is no not i mean you could argue some of it's terrible but i would say in almost every other aspect, like other than the visuals, other than the visuals, and then the acting, I think the performances are actually quite good. So, really? although, well, hold on, Spider was terrible. He was a, he's a bad actor. I thought his acting was like, I mean, granted, you know, he's surrounded by people in like spandex, like blue spandex. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you try you try having tears and not laughing your face off every single time I you're mean, trying to have this serious performance in oh, front of I'm a sorry, guy who's in spandex. I'm sorry, you mean do your job as an actor? <laughs> Well, he's a young actor. I've never seen him before. I don't know if he's in. He's, yeah, he's which, been in other films. I always love that. I like credit to people who pick new actors. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't see Tom Holland in this movie. But it's it. If the actors didn't do that great of a job in some areas, I don't even blame them. I just blame the, a complete lack of depth in yeah. this film. Yeah. Well, I think the only and it, it's actually even though it's motion capture. Um, when you look at um not, not just the motion uh, capture like the actual humans are oh, i'm a cockney guy he's on the sea trying to hunt some whales so yeah, i can true. make some money or, or like i'm a compassionate biologist 
this is like oh great hey, you, sh- got, you should you should audition for the we role. got all two dimensions the snakes yeah you know it's it's true that's very accurate um but like the the actually you know what you're right all the acting was either bad or mediocre except for zoe saldana for natiri she's right. she's phenomenal which is she's really and the she's Sully wife well i think she's oscar nominated i don't know if she right. has an oscar but she's an oscar nominated actress i'm pretty sure and she's a cut above every single person yes in this film acting wise like she has incredible moments um and those are the moments where i felt you know actually most uh i felt closest to the film i was like this film actually has me but i'm trying to think of another actor that actually brings it here and i mean i think his name's sam worthington right or sam i, f- I forgot the, the actor kind name. of australian guy who plays the he's main he's never Jake really Sully. been a great actor and it, he's i mean I, I don't think he has much to work with i think it's not really an actor problem here i think it's more of a writing problem because like i'm saying it's what, the complete lack of depth what in all of character these characters because this the, he's well he was the main character clearly in the first film but in this film i didn't find he was the main character it was it was really more about his son yeah like was there a main character in this movie i mean i guess it's it's like a, a main family you know yeah that's the kind of the main character is a family and his whole plot line is just we gotta fight for the things that we love it's like really you didn't figure that out in the first movie when you literally led a revolution it it didn't click for you then uh my biggest issue with character motivation here is okay so well is this we're gonna do spoilers are we gonna do spoilers you don't have to you know tell them everything i mean we're doing this for you folks (laughs) okay so we'll keep the spoilers limited but at the same time the first by the end of the first act, I think most people are going to know exactly how this movie is going to go, especially if they've listened to this. But like, even even if they haven't, even if they haven't listened the, to us talking about it, the premise tells like, you everything. The premise tells you everything. The it's, movie's very predictable. Yeah, very very predictable. Look at these people who come over here like the colonists here to Pandora, so they can take our minerals and our whale this stuff. It's it's there's no nuance at all whatsoever halfway through it i was just like just make a movie about africa just do that just tell us that story you didn't have to make up this elaborate metaphor for the same thing that happened on earth Mm -hmm. again so we can watch it it's like at least show us one controversial thing that the navi do they don't do anything it's like they they do do they even have crimes do the Navi do anything negative at all whatsoever, or are they all just Earth-loving hippies? <laughs> and there's absolutely nothing wrong, and then it's these sky people, us humans, that are ruining everything. There's zero depth to this story, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, most people are not going to be going into this film seeking that, so if your expectation is to find a deep if moving, you like life-changing pretty colors yeah <laughs> you'll enjoy this film it's, i enjoyed the yeah. pretty colors i'm not gonna lie visually spectacular my eyes hurt really yeah we did see it in 3d i don't think you're gonna be like you kind of have it'll to see be, it in 3d it'll be hard to find show times that are not 3d in which case i actually recommend buying 2d glasses if 3d bothers you i have a lot of friends i'm one of them um where 3d bothers their eyes um and i 
I haven't watched a 3D movie in years. And so as soon as we started this film, we had like front row seats, by the way. So my neck hurt as well. So <laughs> it wasn't awesome to be staring up for three hours. We, we were too close. The one thing that kind of tripped me was out 3D was well. some people in the rows ahead of us got up during the thing. And I was like, oh, that's right. This movie's 3D. <laughs> I forgot. It was, again, to me, visually spectacular. Well, I, I just, enjoy 3D. I think 3D became a gimmick, to be honest. I think there was a couple films where it worked. Avatar was actually one of them. But the, the main issue that 3D has is, well, number one, a lot of people, their eyes are bothered by it. I'm one of them. I can adjust to it. Some people, they just can't. They get up and leave. And actually, I, I saw quite a few people. Like, within the first 10 minutes, they're like, I can't do this. And they just got up and left and they never came back. Which is fascinating. Because this it, movie is supposed to be one of the biggest of all time. Yeah, but it's... The 3D, number one, it bothers people's eyes, but number two, it's dark. It makes everything darker. And so if you take off the glasses for a second, you'll you'll notice they have to bump up the exposure significantly because when you put on those dark lenses in a dark room, um, it's, it's, it's kind of everything has that shade to it and they can't get rid of it. Even like I, I, I don't know. I guess you for it's a good thing I, that I you had forgot. No problem with the 3D. I, I actually like the times that I did it. notice it. I was like, oh, this is cool. Well, you see, yeah. I feel like we're both kind of complaining we're on the at the opposite that, at, at ends that. of the well, scale. I think it's a complaint in two different ways, right? Because yeah. on one hand, if you didn't notice it, then what the heck is the point? No, no, I, I mean, like, it was enough to get me absorbed and immersed oh, into okay. the film. Okay, so it worked for you. Then it, I actually, yeah. like, I, as a kid, I've seen lots and lots of 3D movies. I saw Cloudy with a Chance Beatballs in 3D. I saw the B movie in 3D. Lots of these animated movies, yeah. uh, especially about the time when we were kids, came out in 3D. And I was totally fine with it. I never had a problem with it. Sometimes it was like, this doesn't even need to be in 3D. The first 3D film I saw was Spy Kids. <laughs> Spy Kids 3D. It was back when they had one in red and the other one in in blue. They you know, like and those guy. they were like the don't thin lie. cardboard ones that hurt your ears. I've, and you put I, them on. I never saw one with the red and blue, but I did come in when you know they looked like Ray Bans that just hurt your eyes if you wear them normally. Yeah, and they actually, you're, apparently you can actually severely damage your eyes if you wear I them saw in the sun. a couple of the new Star Wars movies in 3D. That was pretty cool, but that was probably the coolest thing about them. That's one of the things that, you know, came up to me, uh, came to me while I was watching this movie is that everything is so black and white or white and blue, and it's just, it, it's like Star Wars. The bad guy has a red lightsaber, the good guy has a blue lightsaber. Here, the good people are the blue people, and the bad people are the sky people. And unlike Star Wars, they never do anything else. Like, like they never yeah. show you any more depth to this. They never go, hey, we need this. You know, they kind of slip it in here as like, Earth is dying. But they don't make it sound like, oh, we're desperately trying to save our planet. They make it sound like, we ruined our planet, now we're here to ruin yours. Yeah, I mean, although that's like not even the, the driving... Um... Uh, that's not even the the part of the story which is actually moving it. The part that's actually moving all the characters, and I guess the villain. It's this time. It's not even the humans. It's particularly I forgot his name. He was the colonel. The the yeah Miles da- something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No no not was it Miles? No. I think so. I forgot his name. Let me find anyway, it. But anyways, he's the, the the colonel from the last movie. The is the villain of this one supposedly? Yeah. So Colonel Quaritch. Quaritch. It's played by Stephen Lang, all yeah. right. Played by Stephen Lang, and he was—he died in the previous film, but apparently, they had like his memory and all of his like neural network or whatever, and his like his brain uploaded into like this little drive, yeah. and so then they turn him into an avatar, and so now he's basically seeking retribution. 
on Jake Sully. But Which, this whole way, motivation, I think, is, yeah. is beyond me because I'm like, hold on. The whole reason that humans are in Pandora or like they're there is because they're extracting resources, right, for, for our own benefit. But this colonel, he's purely on a revenge um on a on a revenge quest that's it like he well he's tasked with this mission which is eliminate jake sully because he's leading the rebellion against us but then jake sully leaves and he's no longer leading that rebellion so what are we even doing yeah, <laughs> that, like... that's exactly that's exactly yeah it, is that he leaves and so yeah exactly the, the, re- the guy leading hey the guys is no we longer did it there. let's go home and he's still chasing him down even yes he's destroying everything it's like I, I don't understand this. I don't like the whole motivation of this colonel is and I, like how the government or whoever is funding all of this. It's, it's the like, corporations undress. It's, it's the like corporations the corporations that are just. I'm just. I'm. I was tired of it. I was the tired of this was metaphor. Removed and he's still chasing him down the entire movie. And then towards the end, like, well, th- this is also a problem with 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 Sully's character, which is that if you know that he's going to continuously chase you down, and your whole mission is to protect your family eventually you're going to have to face down with him and then basically everywhere he goes he's going to bring that threat to those people which is somewhat selfish and he kind of has to hide it and he has to not really be honest and he never i don't think he ever really apologizes for it either so i i don't know i i, didn't, I mean he does take some responsibility somewhat, for it, but at the same time it's like basically towards the uh, is this a spoiler i don't know okay spoiler your alert, whole family can't be jason board towards the end he's like i learned I shouldn't be a pussy. I should fight. That was literally like his, that was his growth. That was his growth. Is that he should stop running away and being a it's, coward. It's just like I said, right? The whole point is we got to protect her. We got to fight here. I was like, what, really? Really? Didn't you just do that? How did that go last time? And just like, there's, there's very little levity at all in this film. It's actually like a pretty important char- like characteristic to have in your movie, especially if you're trying to make us like the characters. Because yeah, like sure, there's like some good qualities sprinkled in somewhere with these characters. This whole family of these lovable aliens, you know, it's it's fun to watch. It's very, it feels very Disney, and it just there's no levity. No. I don't like really like any of them. I didn't come to like any of them. I didn't know. I think, I, think was... I started to to bond, I guess, with some of the some of like the the, the kid, the younger characters. Um, but like the movie didn't actually start for me until the second act when they actually get to the water part. Because everything like the first, I mean, obviously we talked about this movie's way too long. It's gratuitous. It's Three just hours. like the first hour of the film. I was like, when like can we move on, please? Like it's such a repeat of everything that happened in the first film, and uh, I, like it, there it is felt some the need to have to reimmerse you into the world. I of think Avatar. so. I, I really do. But I was like, I I, I need this movie to to carry on here because it's like I, I was bored. I was bored for the first act. I really was. And then eventually, when they get to the you know to yeah, the, and then the tone that the we water, apparently needed was the, the Discovery Channel. <laughs> apparently, that was the tone and that you, needed to come into the movie. Yeah, and you get to see the new creatures and like you're swimming underwater with them and they're kind of learning the way of the water and whatnot. That part was a lot more engaging, but that entire first act was just like work. You just have to go through it (laughs) to get to the better parts. It, I almost, when I was watching it, I was like, aren't all, why do all the blue people have some form of African accent? It 
who was simultaneously taking me in and out of the movie every mm. time I was like, you have to bond with the creature. Nothing was like they just thought that when they said something in this accent, it made it profound when it wasn't. It was just like water is in your <laughs> It's like, dude, what's going on? It was like, uh, I think Bruce Lee was way more profound, right? Saying Be the exact like same thing. Water yeah. goes into a cup, it becomes the cup. Do you want the sea takes yeah. away? <laughs> it was like, all right, take yeah, it easy, like, man. It's at the beginning and it's at the end. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, the writing's, let's be honest, it's just bad. It's, it's not even, I, I want to say it's mediocre, but to be honest, at this level and having heard this story so many times it's and again it's like it's basically a, a rinse repeat of the first of the first film it's bad it's like it, brash it doesn't, it doesn't son get it doesn't get a mediocre doesn't listen gets, to his dad that. older son who seems to listen to his dad and is wiser but always has to be pulled along with a younger son little kid who's a little kid a uh, hippie girl who bonds with the earth uh, what else is it here you know are yeah. we anywhere you know like Jake Sully actually kind of has an interesting story. Mm -hmm. If they just take a beat, take a beat and take a breath, let us bond with this emotionally right. intensity of like, I led a war and it's never going to leave me alone. Well, I think that's exactly it is that um, this film, again, it's it's the editing. I have to keep coming back to that because it was, it's like you said, every five seconds they're cutting, it doesn't give you that time to breathe. And there are moments where they do. And those moments are much, much better. And that happens I guess a little bit more in the second act and then more in the in the in the final act but the entire first act is just very choppy um and i think again this is a, a thing that any filmmaker will know here's a great Kill example your darlings like you have too many things that you're trying to shove into the film yes. you have to learn to take things out so people can actually appreciate the things that are already there here's a movie that did a really good job of it recently was on disney plus they have the movie prey which is a prequel to the predator series that's basically the predator comes down and he's you know hunting down these native american hunters and it's a beautiful film there's a lot of nature shots in it but they take their time they take their time they don't cut away every five seconds to show you something different they actually show you what's going on mm -hmm. there's a lot of beautiful scenes in this film you know you have a beautiful range of color and there's a lot of really cool things that go on and mm -hmm. this alien planet's very beautiful Stay with it. Yeah. Show us what's going on. But that's 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 the issue that this film has is that it's trying to do too much and there's too many things yeah. going on and there's too much. It's just again very strange selection. Like, like some things you find like why are we spending so much time on this and then other parts they get like oh we got to move it along we don't have time for this part so let's let's just cut right through it. Um, and again, it's like that's, they that's had, a poor, did they spend poor a quarter poor... of a million dollars on every scene and now they have to keep something to just justify the cost? It's like, mm -hmm. well, don't waste that much money doing things that you don't need to begin with. One thing that sticks out to me about this movie, it's almost like they don't want you to think too much. So whenever they show you a person, a human operating something, they're like always pulling a lever. Every time they show a human using a piece of machinery, they're always pulling yeah. a lever or cocking something or closing something. But I, I can almost guarantee that the designs of these like uh, mech, these mechs that yeah, these humans robots. are in, uh, Avatar have, like the, I know the first one, and I'm pretty sure they brought in probably the same team, if not a more talented or just as talented team for the second film. 
um, they're working with some of the most talented designers and artists you can find in the movie, like yeah. the, the top, the top that the industry yes. has to offer. So definitely those mechs and all these, um, you know, the ships, uh, even the creatures, the detail is there. Whether the director chooses to show it or not is up to him, but the detail is there. Like the, I can guarantee the mechanics are probably there and they're probably, you can animate them as well. Yeah. But Again, if he wants to show it, that's up to him. If hey, he doesn't, I, I thought it was to. funny. I just like, I appreciated it. I thought it was cool. And obviously, if you're showing that kind of stuff, you want that action in there. You want somebody to be pulling levers and cocking things and s- flipping switches and all that stuff. But they really don't want you to think in this movie. You're just not, see. Don't work your brain. Just turn it off. <laughs> just let it go in through your eyeballs. <laughs> On that note. Whenever they're showing the humans doing that stuff and the military stuff, it's like, you think you're supposed to bond with the Navi and then they're like, 3-1 actual, good copy. <laughs> and then they're like, you see them like kind of moving through the force of the thing. It's like, okay, I'm on the side of the, the Navi seals now. I don't, you know, the, the blue seal team blue or whatever's going on there where they're hunting down the main character and yeah, his family. Yeah. It was like, these guys look cool. I want to follow them. I hope they do good. Who is your favorite character? Honestly, I like the colonel. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly, I liked it. I actually, thought it was you kind know, of... he actually had the most. What did? Would you say he had the most nuance or depth? I mean, in spite of himself. Right. In spite of himself, he actually did have an interesting arc of right. hey, yeah, my yeah. my son is still alive and mm-hmm. on this thing, but also mm-hmm. I'm not the man I was, or I'm coming into contact with the place I died in even though that I didn't actually die. It's like, it's an interesting paradigm that he exists in and they spend zero time dealing with it. Mm -hmm. And of course, when they're showing you these guys in the beginning, they make them look like dumb Marines. Mm -hmm. They're just a bunch of random, I don't is jarhead the right term? I know there's a lot of different Well, they just see red. That's it. You know, it's like, oh. We're Marines. Even though I'm I'm dead and I have no idea what I'm fighting for. I forgot about that. (laughs) Holy cow. Like, real they, Marines do that, but they do it oh. in a contextually appropriate manner. It's not just like, I have no idea why I was reanimated after life. It's, you know, you know it's fact, almost satirical. It's, it, I think that's the intention. Is, is it? that okay. they have to beat you over the head with this metaphor of, you know, American empire and colonialism and corporatism just taking the resources and destroying planets and killing all the natives and they have to beat you over the head with this thing so they make everybody a two dimensional idiot Mm -hmm. and they completely suck all the depth out of this film and they replace that with a bunch of pretty colors. The colors were pretty not gonna lie we need some brain dead movies people work too hard I worked hard I worked hard and I paid the ticket for this movie and I went in there and to be honest I came out of it not a bad movie I don't feel like I wasted my time I'm glad I saw it I'm glad I saw it in 3D in theaters and if someone's like hey I want to watch something that's gonna make me feel I'm gonna probably tell them to watch something else how would you uh, rank this film in relation to the first one like which one do you think is better the first or the second personally I think the first for sure story wise yeah story wise the first name the first Mm -hmm. movie actually earns the name avatar but i don't know there was something about this movie that i just feel like i'd rather watch it than the first one i'm not sure why Hmm. maybe it's just like i I found the first one 
had better flow much much better flow the first and the, the second plot. act kind of connected and i didn't feel like a part of the film maybe actually it's interesting i feel like in the in the first film it was actually the last act that dragged on a little bit too long for me whereas the first and the second acts where like obviously because you're kind of you're really with Jake. You, you're kind of experiencing what it's like to become the Navi yeah. and being in this avatar with him. Whereas in this film, that part doesn't really start until they get to the water it's place. It's too disconnected. It's three hours long yeah. and it still feels like it's the first half of the movie. Right. And, I, you know, the, the thing, I think what it is, is that when I watch the first movie, it just feels a little bit more claustrophobic to me. Whereas the second movie feels a little bit more open, That's and I true. like that atmosphere a little bit more. Yeah. But oh, like the the water world that they end up inhabiting is is incredible. It's, it's really cool. It's super interesting. Um, there's really cool scenes in it, and again, the visuals are great. But like one thing that was kind of making that me doesn't laugh, start until halfway through the film. One thing that was kind of making me laugh to myself is I'm looking at all these humans and the tactics that they're using to extract resources here, and I'm like, that's not how we do it at all. We would go to the water people. And be like, hey, those forest people are saying some pretty nasty stuff about you. You know what I'm going to help you do is here's an AK-47. You can go over there and fight them. That's what we do in real life. We don't actually just go over there and colonialize and do all this. No, we don't mm-hmm. do our own dirty work. We go over there and we find the person that hates you and we give them weapons. <laughs> Which is, I'm surprised that under everything that's going on, the Navi always band together. Because no other human tribe ever did that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they did have some, uh, I guess, some conflict, some drama there. Like something very minute. It's like, oh, you're, it's we're like, like you're, the water people and you're the forest people you're and you're not like us and we're going to treat you like an alien. You're disturbing the order that we've always done things in. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. I kind of get that. But also, so what? <laughs> it's like, what are you going to do? It's not, you, you guys never do anything that bad or interesting or anything like that the worst crime in this entire film seems to have been perpetrated by some navi teenager (sighs) telling another navi teenager to go fish in dangerous waters that's it (laughs) and also like it feels like they took every challenge out of this movie i kept looking around i was like okay except for the obvious navi versus sky people where's the conflict where is the actual challenge to anything that's going on? Well, again, that comes back to the villain is this single colonel. It's really just <laughs> one freaking colonel. Yeah, he has like a team of throwaways with him. Like, I, I don't understand. They're, they're hunting Sully down for what? He's already abandoned his previous tribe and basically said, okay, I'm done leading that rebellion. Yeah. Why are they still, why are they expending all these resources and putting them, their lives at risk? To try and hunt him down. It doesn't make any sense. And then Sully, it's like, why are you bringing this war to another tribe of people, which is going to get, you know, they're going to get hurt as a result of you not willing to face basically this this guy who you killed. My teenage Uh, (laughs) son identifies as a blue man now. I got to do something about that. He's a blue man now. (laughs) That's by the way, that's Spider's whole thing. That character, his name is Spider. He's a human kid who was left on the planet because he was too young to go into a cryo chamber, apparently. Mm-hmm. And then he just basically became Blue Tarzan. That's his thing. It doesn't even seem to connect with a point. It could they could have made it a lot more interesting. They're like, oh, he's been captured by the humans. I wonder how he's going to reintegrate into this thing. How is he going to deal with people? It's like, first off, it's like he never left humans. 
he's able to communicate with them just fine. Yeah. He just looks a little weird. And then also well, he's got the he's got the dreadlocks and I think they were I, setting him up for like an interspecies romance with that blue girl. Kitty. Oh. Yeah. So they're holding hands at the end. You know, and they're always oh, right. like close and all that. So sometimes it's better not knowing who your father is. It's like <laughs> I remember we were in the well, theater watching that first moment. I was like, all right, forced emo moment. Here we go. It was a forced emo moment. But again, it's like the film has multiple moments where it just feels like, again, it's like you said, no depth. And the actor has very little to work with. And so you end up getting an expression, which is just super generic. It's like, this is just a, a, this is just a, a motion we have to go through, right? Make this face. And then they make that face. There's like nothing behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So can you stay, just hold the shot for a second and animate a tear coming down this person's blue face? I think some of the tears were CG, dude. All the tears were CG. (laughs) (laughs) Who even cried in this movie? Zoe Saldana, who did, was again, like you say, pretty much the only actor she she's she's the best part of this film for me um her performance her motivations i think make a lot of sense she's a very faithful wife to jake and respecting his authority and he's making decisions that she doesn't really understand but she's backing him she's she's giving him full support even though she struggles um and then she has obviously heartbreak in the film multiple times and she just dude towards the end she went ape she was a total savage. It was amazing to watch. That yeah, was my, that was the best sequence. Pretty like, sweet action sequence. That was actually yeah. really really good. Um, I thought it was really funny when they're like helping that girl after she has a seizure. She like throws everybody out of the tent. It's like, no, we need homeopathic medicine. Come do acupuncture. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> the, and it's like the Naturo paths were probably super happy. They're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sure they just they screw did a, conventional medicine. They did a lot of things like that in this film. They were just like, all right, we'll suspend our disbelief a little bit further every time. This movie's kind of funny, the more I think about it. It's really like... funny. It's really, really funny. <laughs> There's the... <laughs> just, I, I okay. wanted to like laugh so many times in the theaters, but I'm like, all right, all these people behind me who also prepaid these tickets are probably like so absorbed in this. I wonder, like, I heard somebody try to clap when the credits rolled. I was like, I heard somebody just go... Like they were gonna try, <laughs> they were gonna try clapping, and I was like, "Really?" <laughs> no, everyone was too tired. Everyone was kind of like, "Oh my like, gosh, thank gosh, it's over." Um, but there's that one character. He's like one of the Marines. He's bald, and they have <laughs> they have him in his avatar. Like he's he's an he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's a, a, a Navi, yeah. and he's wearing sunglasses. On. <laughs> They're like bright blue reflective sunglasses and they look like those sport sunglasses that like curve around your face oh my gosh it was too much i like i, I leaned over to you i'm like raf those sunglasses like, are too much dude, and every least... time we saw it was like a punchline <laughs> we were the only ones laughing we were like what's so funny it's like his freaking sunglasses dude. it's like at least make them black at least make them black sunglasses so that we stand off a little bit, so yeah. we look a little bit more serious, but no, it's like they're mirrored, reflective, and blue. <laughs> like, no, oh my god! It's, you might as well just have like a, a JPEG of the glasses, just like photoshopped on. That being said, when those Marines who have been turned into Navi are like going through the forest and they got their guns and they're like, "All right, keep your head on a swivel," it was like that was the cool parts of the movie to me. 
the parts that were very action oriented mm -hmm. the action i actually didn't have much of a problem with except for that thing i mentioned at the beginning which is we're missing the point of impact yeah i think the most interesting parts of the film is obviously when we get to the water world and we're kind of learning about that i thought that was interesting and we this, just go like tonight on, on the Pandoran whale hunters the film does explore some of the spiritual aspects like some of the rituals i actually find kind of interesting to observe like the film basically starts out with zoe saldana praying what is the equivalent of a navi rosary <laughs> and she's kind of praying because yeah. they, they believe in like kind of like a mother earth of sorts yes and that's they kind of pray to her throughout the film and then you know, it's a very gaia type movie where they're like the whole earth is one big organism and then they have that girl kitty who can like she can she's connect like, to yeah, it yeah she just has this connection this she's the avatar and it's <laughs> interesting they even like kind of imitate the sacraments right where it's like you have oh he received his first communion and it's basically the communion is literally like that hair thing that where they're able to connect and they connect to mother earth basically and that's considered communion for them yeah this movie is very spiritual but it's in that I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious kind of way, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, they have, like, they... No, I mean, they're actually... I would say that you could certainly qualify... Um, it depends how you understand religious, but I would say they're, they're it's certainly the a very... Religion. They're very religious people because they yeah. have rituals. They're I'm very ritualistic. I'm talking about, like, the Hollywood I mind that put that there. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess they... <laughs> I, I don't know. But, like, the, the, the spiritual aspects I thought were quite interesting... Um, they explore some of it. Um, I think towards the end, there's like they, there's a burial of, of sorts. And those moments of like seeing this world and their liturgy of death, and that ritual, I thought that was actually quite interesting. But again, there's like that's there's actually not a ton of that. There's some of it, but well, it's not it's a lot. It's like a big metaphor for Aboriginal and Indigenous rights <clears throat> that we see here in real life. Again, Discovery Channel. National Geographic. That's what this movie really was. It was just alien National Geographic. It's action scenes that last maybe like... I don't know. These action scenes felt really long to me. They lasted like 30, 40 minutes of just non-stop action, right? That last one did. The last one did. And I, I, I was, think that was like kind of earned. It was like the last battle. I was tired of it, dude. I actually... I found the moments I was more interested was... Uh, I guess like the more dramatic moments or even like the more spiritual kind of parts where they're exploring that reality of this world. I thought those were way more interesting, way more engaging than the action, mainly because of, like you said, the action, they're not really showing the impact a lot of the time and there's a lack of choreography. So, you know, when I see these big action sequences and there's just so much going on, it's kind of uh stressful to watch to be honest <laughs> it's like can there is there some order like something i can kind of key in on what, what's where going on where is the red lightsaber where is the blue lightsaber my favorite action sequence are like 1v1s and even when they yeah. had a 1vn towards the end it was they just it was so choppy and you couldn't see it because it was like dark and there's fire in the background you couldn't even like, see you guys a lot really of what was going to on choke each other out underwater <laughs> He got the rear naked. <laughs> it was like, what? Body triangle rear naked choke. Like, uh, Zoe Sal... What's what's her character's name? Um, you had it Natiri? before. Natiri. I think, right? Let's pretend. I think it's Natiri. Natiri's going savage at the end of it, where she's just shooting arrows at all these marines and, like, really going at it. It's like, that's cool. That was a really well done. I 100% agree with you there. But we walked into that theater at, like, 730 to watch this movie 
And I look down at my watch when they're starting that conflict, and it's like, it's 10. Wrap it up, guys. <laughs> this better be the last conflict. And then when the credits roll, and it's like these shots of alien whales just swimming through the thing, I was like, who is this for? We're done. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if you want to know how to film it, I mean, this is this is literally it was movies like this action sequences like the ones that we saw that motivated films like John Wick. Yeah. John Wick was literally a director who basically said, I'm sick and tired. I don't think these action filmmakers know what they're doing anymore. So I'm going to go ahead and make a film that I myself want to see. And you could see John, the reason why I love films like John Wick is that it's it's crisp. It's choreographed. You can actually and there's no there's not a lot of music, if any music in the action sequences, you just experience it. Um, and you can feel the impact of it's every single punch the, and you can see it all too. Plot wise, John Wick is the opposite of Avatar because John Wick has a very simple premise, mm -hmm. but then there's so much depth and complexity that they reveal to this world and to John and to like the emotional plot right. of it and everything. Oh, that's a good, that's Avatar a good is the opposite. Yeah. There's so much complexity and so much depth that they could be going into and instead they kind of like just, here's a sampler and that's it, right? We don't actually get to dive into any of it. I see what you did there. <laughs> I forgot. This is the water movie. <laughs> the way of water. The sea is part of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So what favorite parts, least favorite parts, overall review? Favorite parts. Um, I like the two main parts i like the early engagement that they have when uh the colonel and his team meet up and like they capture the kids and then they're having that face off with them i like that part a lot i like the action scene with uh natiri shooting her arrows at the marines that was a really cool part some of the parts of the whale hunting i'm not gonna lie i actually kind of found it interesting but it was watching those and i was like this would be a great eight episode series on netflix I'm not sure it was supposed to be here in theaters. I'm kind of exhausted mm -hmm. when I'm here. I would have appreciated this a lot more. Well, that's actually, the, I think that's a good word to use. It's kind of exhausting, isn't it? At three hours long and you keep watching this stuff and they keep showing you all these things and it's like, I'm actually tired. Like, I'm, I'm not enjoying it anymore. Like, the first half I had to work through, it got good, and then I feel like I'm working again. <laughs> yeah. Least favorite? Um, hoo <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that there was a that's, lot of that's actually parts. The, that's, our, that's our favorite. Let's be real. <laughs> there was a lot of parts where it just got a little bit like a little too preachy. It's like, wow, we're really gonna really talk a lot about environmentalism at the Oscars when we're holding that trophy, aren't we? They're not winning any. Well, they might win visuals, and that's about it. You think? I don't know. If this movie gets not well, I, I to be honest, Oscars. Who cares? I heard, and I think I can Oscars understand that james cameron loves water stuff he loves submarines and loves you know um marine yeah he's been to mariana's trench yeah so i can only imagine he was just super excited about every minute of this he was like yes <laughs> yes <laughs> like standing on top of a submarine with a camera yes! <laughs> i don't know um overall review Seven. Seven point five even. Wow. That's actually yeah, very was, generous. I mean, if I you feel go like... in knowing that like, hey, I'm just here to eat some popcorn and watch this CGI blue people 
mm-hmm. fight the space robots or whatever the heck is going on, you're going to enjoy this movie. It's not a place for depth. It's not a place for complexity. It's not going to make you think. But you might, you know, I felt, I walked out of that going, this is not a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Objectively, I believe this is a good movie. It just had the potential to be so much better. Yeah. Um, I'm a little disappointed, but honestly, I didn't overhype it that much. I think a lot of people overhyped it. I, I saw the trailer once a couple months ago, and I didn't watch anything or read anything since. Uh, I kind of walked, and I try to do that with films, to be honest, because I just don't want any spoilers. I'm, I'm going this, to like, yeah. this, this is one of those films where it's like, I don't know if a spoiler really matters when the writing is as predictable as it is. Um, so I guess favorite part. The visuals, for sure. The visuals are, are quite well done. Um, the score, actually, I thought was also mediocre. I didn't find the score to be super moving. I hardly I, I, remember the music at the, all. The music's not yeah. memorable. I just It just occurred to me, and I actually... I was thinking about that at one point during the film, where I was... I, the, the first Avatar, I, there's a couple moments where I, I do remember the score, particularly when it was like 9-11, but... In Pandora, and they had like, oh, yeah. the, <laughs> yeah, like the tree coming down or something. Yeah. And they had like a particular kind of. I remember that tone. Never this forget. film, there's not a single moment where the score actually kind of. You know what it is? Had a moment. If you think about scoring to films, we need that long shot to actually establish the emotion and actually give somebody, the composer, the ability to create the score. We have this moment in an Inception when the world is turning, and then Hans Zimmer does our bomb, bomb, right? Or you have John Williams in Star Wars. You have Luke staring off at the two uh, sons. And it's like, da, da, da. like it, you have a place for this music to come in. Yeah. Avatar didn't give you any room to do that. Right. You know, they had places. They had these great shots of like, you know, the family going on those flying things over the water towards their new home. It's like, that would have been a great place to ramp up the orchestra. But we didn't do that. Yeah, because I remember in the first Avatar, like even in the moments where Jake's like first discovering Pandora and having like these moments, like these little revelations, um, you have that little flute kind of like, like kind of. <laughs> That's one thing that actually kind of pissed me off. I was like, stop telling me what to think. Stop narrating every little thing that happens. Just stop. Everybody says what they're thinking all the time. Have one more. Have a thought that you keep to yourself and just express it on your face. Can you do that <laughs> for, for me? Like. Yeah, so I would say visuals are probably my favorite part. I mean, that's what what this film is really there for. Yeah. I think that's what James Cameron does best. That's what he's known for. He brings an uh, incredible crew of people. Uh, the concept artists. I mean, I've a lot of these concert uh, concept artists. Um, like I follow personally, um, like on their Instagram and stuff. I've been following their work for a long time, and so I know that they were part of this film and the designs uh, that they brought to it. The concept art. I would love to see more drawings um and to see how they like turn that how they like i would love to see a ma- i think i'm gonna enjoy the making of this film That's, more than i will enjoy that might more be than true. i actually enjoyed the yeah. film right so the visuals deserve a round of applause i think yeah the, the team of artists the concept artists did it and i think honestly that alone is worth the ticket price for me yeah um, no i agree and i think most people are going into this i just remember for that watching a severed arm fly up in one of the action sequences that was actually horribly done and I was like, this that, movie is for children. But the, the CGI for that arm was horrible. Yeah, <laughs> not good. Not, like, that's a place to do practical effects too, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I was watching that go up. I was like, this is for children. This movie altogether is bright colors that you put on a screen during a family gathering. Because the kids will sit down and watch this thing and the adults can talk over it and nobody's going to miss a single beat. <laughs> because everybody says what they're saying to yeah. me all the time. Yeah. So visuals were good. Um, and then I, Zoe Saldana's performance, honestly, I think she, at least for me, is the um, umbilicus that actually connects me emotionally she's to the, the weird alien hair braid thingy yeah but yeah. like her her she has multiple moments that actually made me care whereas i don't think any of the other actors were able to bring it to that level yeah so her performance i thought was really really good she's like i mean she's been doing motion capture for a while now uh for a while now and um she's kind of becoming the andy circus of or like a female andy circus really i think she's She's um, becoming the first Zoe Saldana. Thank you. Um, Andy, well, because Andy Serkis, he's yeah, the guy he's who like does well Gollum, and he's considered like the, one of he's the greatest. He's done a lot of the apes. Yeah, he's one. He's considered one of the greatest motion capture artists mm-hmm. out there, and I think Zoe Saldana is like right up there with him. Um, she's her performance here is really, really good. Um, and then other than that, there's not really a ton else because like yeah, the score is not really there. The writing's really bad. Um, I actually don't I like actually, Big like, Sully's character. I think when they sat um, down in the boardroom and they're like, this plot point, this plot point, this plot point, I don't see a problem with this line. I Except do. for like that one big plot hole of like, why are they still chasing him? Well, if I don't the, see a problem with, let's go from this scene to this scene to this scene. My problem is the, the execution motivation. of the scene is terrible. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just thought the motivation behind a lot of it, like not... No, I agree. That's a problem. It's a gaping problem. But if they had taken their time with the shots, if they really zoned in on the actors, if they really, you know, stepped up their game a little bit, said a little less, it felt a little more, and actually made the words valuable, it's like, we wouldn't have cared so much. You know? Yeah. But this way that they did it, the plot hole is just right there in front of you. Yeah. Least favorite things. Ooh. <laughs> wow, I think we've kind of stumbled across that a few times. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, to sum it up, it's mainly, yeah, the writing is really poor. Uh, the editing, I think, is also poor. This film needed a trim. It needed at least a couple more, you know, a couple more rounds in the in the editing room before, before it should have been released, in my opinion. I think, like we said, like, it's choppy in the beginning. It doesn't have those moments to breathe. Uh, not enough of those moments. It takes way too long to actually get to the water world, which is the new world, the world that we want to see more of. That's not the same as what we saw previously, but also it's just, it's not even the fact that we were in the mountains, kind of like where the where the first film ended off location-wise, but it's kind of, a, again, like a recap of a lot of the same themes and problems that we saw in the first film. And it's, it just, at least for my, like, for my money, it, James. that Save entire first act drags on. I, I, I was yeah. looking at the clock. I was like, why? This is taking so long. And eventually, finally, we get there. I'm like, oh, Oh, we're out of there. <laughs> I'm so happy. He's like, listen, Lord of the Rings did narration. Nobody else should do narration. You should absolutely stop doing that. Star Wars shouldn't even do it. I'm glad they don't do it. They just do that one text scroll and they even stop doing that. Stop it. Stop telling me what your movie about. Show me. That's mm-hmm. the whole point. But don't listen to us, folks. Don't listen to us at all. We're cynics. Not every movie is The Green Knight. Go watch the pretty colors. Spend the ticket price. Well, this is the thing. The Green Knight is also pretty, so... Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Which is another review that we've done recently, and will be... up. I think I'm going to reverse the order. 
like we recorded these in an order. I'm going to actually kind of reverse the order that I released That makes them. sense because Avatar just came out, It right? came out so, today. Yeah. Yeah. We saw so it on opening night. Put this out pretty quick. What is your score out of 10 for this film? 6.5. That's higher than I thought it would be. The visuals are nice. The visuals were nice. That is actually the whole selling point. It's like, go watch the blue people. Yeah. That, I, I, genuinely, like, for me, it's like visuals are like, well, people can't see me, but like I'm raising my hand <laughs> in terms of like a bar. And Zoe Saldana's performance, I think, is just like an inch below the visuals. I would actually go, honestly, just for just some, those two some, some of her moments. I thought, I don't know, I thought she was, especially towards the end, I thought she was really good. Like when she goes yeah. ape. That was awesome. That was so cool. Um, just absolutely savage. Just that was a really. She cool went so savage. No, it was she sick. sold it. She sold it. Yeah. Like the fact that the characters who were on her side were afraid of her during that. I was like, sold it. Yeah. Sold it. Jake had to shoot. You know, he had to grapple. He, he, he couldn't fight with his hands. But Zoe, no, she didn't have to grapple. Yeah. She kept it on the feet, using nothing but striking. <laughs> it was a lot of arrows there. Yeah. But, yeah. So what, you gave it a seven and a half? I gave it a seven. Okay, seven. I would go up to seven and a half, maybe. Okay. Maybe, I'm like in that area. You gave it a six and a half, I feel like we yeah. gave people a nice little window here. Not a bad thing to go see in theaters. No, I mean, that's. I think it's meant to be seen in theaters yes. to really appreciate the visuals. Enjoy that experience. Like The 3D didn't do much for me, it bothers my eyes, but if you're okay with 3D, Just I think... clear I think it's, your schedule yeah. after it a little bit. <laughs> Get Three. a meal before you go. 100% like it's yeah I it's a long movie it's a mistake watching this on a on a work night yeah I was like hey we're just gonna watch this it's gonna be a couple hours tops we're gonna go right back here we're gonna record and now it's probably midnight it's midnight thank you very much well ladies and gentlemen we've done a lot of movies reviews here and we intend to do more why don't you tell us what you want us to do next uh you can let us know at the forest creek primarily on instagram but also on our YouTube and our Spotify. None of you are subscribing to the YouTube, and I'm quite upset with you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But do subscribe to the YouTube. Share it with your friends. We have fun sketches that we do. We have a lot of podcasts that we put out. And if you have a business ministry service product that you would like advertised on a pro bono basis, that means free, hit us up at theforestcreek at gmail.com, and you can see our very professional film work put to your service we have a holiday video coming up we're gonna make i don't, I don't even know if we'll get to that to be honest really we don't have a lot of time left it doesn't take long we'll i take can long. only make jared work so hard <laughs> jared if you're listening you gotta work harder you all do so that you can afford the ticket price for this movie it is the december times so happy holidays folks uh hope you enjoy it Hope you have a good time. Go see this movie with your family. It's a nice bonding experience. You can all come out days from the pretty 3D colors together. Wouldn't that be great? I think that'd be pretty good. Don't latch on to our cynicism. Just enjoy it. Just go there and turn off your brain. You'll have a good time. I had a good time. I actually legitimately walked out of there going, that's not a bad movie. Maybe, um being too harsh on the film because we sat in the front row my neck hurt for a large portion of it and the 3d was bothering my eyes <laughs> so maybe the film's actually closer to a seven but i don't know right now i'm still feeling the six and a half if you average out the things that we said it's a seven 
I, that's true. It's a seven. That's true. Yeah. Between us, it's a seven. It's a seven. Go see a seven. And then follow us at The Forest it's Greek. better than a six. Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, theforestgreek at gmail.com. Always, as always, more exciting things coming, more podcasts. Uh, I'm going hard with the podcasts before the year's end. Mm-hmm. Going hard. We'll put out some great stuff. Yeah. And then... And then when the new year comes, you'll see even greater stuff. That's a promise. That's a new year's resolution. Hold me to it. For now, I'm Raph. I'm AD. Avatar the underwater level. Sheet. <laughs> <laughs>